0: all right so i just got done talking to this guy tom the knee guy so what, what's cool about this guy is he one of one of the things is he did double his income in like 30 days for like six weeks right. but he's also like giving out good game on how to like niche down find your thing mm-hmm. and just make more money on twitter by doing less so really cool episode enjoyed it it's not going to be one of those promotional shit like we don't even mention the program that much we just talk game you know so hopefully you enjoy and uh See you. So for everybody who's not familiar with Tom, he has around 5,000 followers on Twitter. Now he closed, what, eight clients in the last six weeks? How do you close eight clients in six weeks? I think most
1: people, when they get on Twitter, they start talking. They talk about everything. Like, hey, here's what I had for lunch today. Hey, here's my thought on, like, a political matter. Hey, here's a, a for me, it's like, here's a thought on knee pain. And when people go to your profile, they don't know like what you're about and they get confused because you're talking about so many different things. And that was me for a little bit of time. Like I talked about ankle pain, knee pain, uh, sprint training, uh, diet, sleep, uh, what I was watching TV. And it's just like, they're like, it's just like, you're, you're thinking out loud and people are, you know, some of that is okay when you've established, but when you're new, you need to tell people like, this is the one thing I do. And I do it. Great. It's hard to be a great at 10 things when you haven't been great at one. So the sooner you can figure out what's the one thing you're great at, the easier this whole game becomes. And that's what I found out. So the last So like why why knees?
0: I'm always always curious about why knees and not ankles.
1: Yeah, for me. So back in 2018, 2019, I was like you. I had knee pain and from working out or playing basketball and it just would not go away. And this was like months and months, years and years and I was frustrated because like I'm a physical therapist, I have knee pain, I can't figure it out. And all like the traditional stuff that I would give my clients wasn't working. And I was like, okay, like maybe I don't know what I'm doing as well because my treatments aren't working for me. So I need to like dive deeper and figure out like how to solve knee pain. So I went to a couple different therapists and they gave me some stuff. It was helpful, but it didn't really solve the problem. It got to a point where I was so frustrated. I went and got an MRI because I was like, I think I'm going to need surgery. Yeah, this is that and, too. Yeah, and it's it's frustrating because, like, I was 27, 28 at the time, 26 maybe. And it's like, I need knee surgery. Like, I can't do anything anymore. It's frustrating. I can't squat without pain. It was so frustrating because I could do everything else in my daily life. I could walk. I could do stairs. I could stand. Anytime I squatted, like, my knee would just hurt. So I get to the point, like I get an MRI, and they didn't find anything like super wrong. Um, And there wasn't really like a surgery to really be had. So I was like, okay, like I need to do something different. So over the next six months, eight months, a year, like I would spent a ton of time uh, shadowing therapists I respected, listening to podcasts, buying eBooks, trying new things at the gym. And i finally found a bunch of things that worked a lot better than what i was using before
0: so, so like that, yeah. like just question on twitter so you started as like a general physical therapist and then you rebranded to knees so you had to like bounce back how, how did you make that transition to be like maybe people just want me to talk about knees and become the knee guy
1: yeah so another thing is you look at the questions you're being asked and like so many questions that were going through uh my dms were knee pain hamstring uh hamstring strains uh, acl tears uh jumper's knee a lot of stuff was like knee related or you know stairs standing sprinting walking like my legs hurt my knees hurt my shins hurt so that i was answering a lot of questions already and seemed like my my community was interested in in knees um and i'm more passionate about it too like i like i like treating some shoulders and things like that but it's not like my true passion like i'm not a baseball player i'm not going to be talking about baseball and elbow and tommy john and all of that like i like doing some of that stuff but it's not going to be like it's not where my true passion is like i like the lower body stuff a lot better so it's a combination of my own experience and what people needed from me and when you answer the same question and i'm sure you've been through this you answer the same question 500 times it's like okay maybe i should just make a video of this and send them the link or maybe i should make like a product for this. And start selling that. Or maybe I should just really focus on this one thing. Because people still don't know how to treat knee pain. And that's where that evolution kind of came from. From uh, doing kind of everything. And no one really takes you serious. And then you start doing one thing. And people, they just, they're like, you're the knee guy. And when you see that, it's like, oh, sweet, let's go. And I'm thinking about Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's something I respect about the way you, you do things. It's a lot of people feel like they're putting themselves... How do you how do you say this? Like they're limiting themselves too much. Does that ever cross your mind? As in like... As, I guess the question I'm asking is, do you ever get bored of talking of these?
1: Um, so here's the deal. I'm trying to think of my uh, journey, my career, kind of like Apple. Uh, when Apple first came out, they made... I think the iPod was their first product, right? Like They only did the iPod, and when you only focus on, maybe they did other stuff, but the main thing was iPod. When you only focus on the iPod and you made it so good, everyone wanted to do it, now you can make iPhones. Now you can make MacBooks. Now you can make all this other thing that Apple's done, but unless you do the one thing great first, you can't do multiple things great. And for the longest time, I was trying to do 10 things great at once. I was trying to be a sleep coach. I was trying to be a sports performance coach, trying to be a therapist, trying to be a life. You're trying to do all these things and like you're just not very good at all of them because you can't go deep enough in one to be an expert or to be viewed as an expert. So after a while, I was like, I'm sick of trying to do 10 things at once. I'm just gonna pick one and go. And it feels limiting, but guess what? When people see you as the knee pain expert, they ask you about their ankle. They ask you about their back. They ask you about their shoulder. They ask you about their diet they see you that once you're competent at on one thing, you can help with all the things that are adjacent to it.
0: Yeah, that's so and true. That, like like when celebrities, yeah. like because they're celebrities, yeah. people suddenly listen to them because of climate change. Right. Like they don't know anything about climate change, but like and because they're good at one thing, they yeah. believe they're competent in other things.
1: Yeah. And you talked about this so well when you have like this blue arrow and you need to put everything in that blue arrow. So my blue arrow is knee pain. And I have to make, I put all my juice into the arrow because I don't have much juice. Like 5,000 followers only on Twitter focused right now. I have put everything I have into this blue arrow to make it longer and bigger. If I start talking about other things, it's away from the arrow. And I don't have enough juice or power or help to do that. And I'm sure you get the same thing. I'm sure like people ask you about Instagram. They ask you about Facebook. They ask you about TikTok. But like your main thing is Twitter and you put so much time into your blue arrow of Twitter, then now you have more juice and power and energy and help to make other arrows and make those just as good as your first blue arrow. But until you have one great thing, you're not gonna have 10 great. Th- That's the way I thought about it. You can't have 10 great things if you don't have one great thing.
0: Yeah, like what, what Tom's referred to, it's, it, it's this video content alignment, as in like Absolutely. the more you deviate from what you said you were gonna talk about, the less powerful your content is. And the example I gave was about this ghostwriter. On that video, you can see it on the YouTube, it's uh, this ghostwriter saying he helps people only monetize, not grow their account. And he's telling people, okay, this is the blue arrow, right? I'm going to talk about monetization. But then he shared a testimonial on growth and likes and comments. So I told them, you're drawing a red arrow to somewhere else and then a green arrow to somewhere else. And you might f- feel like that gives you... Uh, depth but it actually limits the power that people have about you like on my bio I actively tell you if you want to grow don't don't follow me like follow somebody else I, I cannot will not and do not want to help you but if you just want to do this thing it's just it's just easier right and then what what that does is like people start like associating you with one thing it's like you're filling filling a gap like uh, like <clears throat> There's a lot of people, and uh, in, in, we have, like, a bunch of fitness coaches, right? But then when people realize that you did knees on, on the slack, they were like, oh, my God, my knees are fucked. And it's like, let, let's talk, right? Because when you associate yourself to one thing, and I really like Jack Butcher's depiction of this. He says, instead of trying to be something to everyone, you're everything to someone, mm-hmm. you know? So you you want to know what Eddie said when he, when you joined the Slack? He he was like, uh, "Is there is there like a Tom for back pain? Like I need a Tom I need a Tom for back yes, pain." That's
1: what we want, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Yeah. Tom, is there a, is, is there a Tom for back pain actually? Uh, or like like for any physical yeah. therapy, dude? Like like if you could talk to other physical therapists, I feel like it, this is a good opportunity to be like to talk about one pain, like. It works.
1: Exactly. And speaking of pain, when you are physically in pain, you don't make great decisions. Your your scope of thinking is limited. And it's like, I need help. Who am I going to go to? And you can probably only think of like one or two options. And it's like, is Tom that option? Because you just talk about knee pain over and over and over and over and over again. And you come up with knee pain, you're going to think of Tom. And that's what you want. And you can do that if you don't know, if that doesn't make sense, like think of like any other like product in your life. Think of like a computer, think of a car, think of like a, a, like a sweatshirt. What is like the first company that comes to your mind? They probably did that one thing super well for a long period of time before they branched out. So you really have the, the whole like the riches are in the niches thing. It's really hard to limit to one thing, but when you just focus on that one thing, all these other opportunities come up and people start coming to you, which makes it way easier. It's way easier when people are like, Hey, like fix my problem versus you always having to outreach. And until you do that, uh, you're, you're just gonna be stuck in the, in the general's pool.
0: I was listening to my first million podcast the other day and they said something I really like. They invited somebody to talk. I I'm missing the, the name, but he said, you don't want people to compare. You want people to choose so if you're a fitness coach right or you're a physical therapist like what are what are the prices right or like what does he do that the other guy doesn't which one requires me to go to the gym less but between you it's like you know it's like you either fix it or not it's either knees or or not knees you know exactly
1: yeah it's like it's 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 just like what you said first like if you don't have knee pain like my page probably isn't interesting to you but if you do you're gonna be on it every day like this helped this tidbit helped. Oh, wow. He helped that person. Oh, wow. He's helping all these people. Oh, wow. This tweet talks to me. I feel like he's talking to me. He can help me. And you do that over. And that's the other thing. You just have to keep doing over and over and over and over and over again. And it gets a little, uh, it can get stagnant, but you have to realize not everyone sees every single tweet of yours. You can write the same tweet.
0: When you say stagnant, is it because you don't grow too much or like you just like get bored?
1: no because as human beings like the shiny object comes in like oh i want to talk about like i can treat ankles super well i can help your shoulder in like a few like i can do things super well outside of my niche but i can't focus on those things right now because it's taking away from the goal the goal is to get that blue arrow bigger and longer and i and i have to focus on one thing to do that with the power and the energy and the help and the tools that i have so I think the then is just keep talking about knee pain, knee pain, knee pain, knee pain. And I get tired of it before my audience does, but you just have to keep doing it. You just have to keep showing up. You have to keep doing it. And that's when you do it long enough, you're going to get great at it. But most people you don't mind are like, me, Oh, six months, like I'm out.
0: If you don't mind me asking how many followers do you get every day?
1: Oh my gosh. So here's the other thing when about likes and cash, my uh, follower increase has, has gone down a little bit like the last few weeks, but I've signed four new clients. And in the past, that would have made me really upset. No one's liking my stuff, no one's following me, I'm not blowing up on social. But guess what? I got four clients at my new price point, and that makes me way happier.
0: Is it like, is it very little? Can you disclose how many you're getting? Like, no, not clients, but like uh, followers. I think I, w- I want to make a point here.
1: Yeah, no, like, I'll, I'll pull it up here. Oh, so usually I get like 300 a month. That's like a very standard, typical month for me. Uh, this month I have 30 new followers. And I'm like, yeah. what am I doing wrong? The old me would have been like, I'm like, like abandoned it, like, different play, uh, game plan. But. When you are posting to the right people, like you own, like my business, I only need a few dozen people to make my life awesome. I don't need a million people. So if you're doing the right things, that follower increase matters less.
0: What I, what Marcos said on the call, really, I really liked, which was your bio is so unattractive to everybody who doesn't have knee pain. Like, they oh, don't yeah. care about you. No, <laughs> right? it's just like, it's like yeah, I don't move need that. on
1: by. Yeah, you are not, if this is like the entertainment world, like, see you later. But if you can't go downstairs because your knee hurts, or you missed your last basketball game, or you can't play with your kids, and you see my stuff, you're going to stop and scroll and scroll and scroll, and all this dopamine's going to hit. Because you know there's a way for you to change your life and the difference between where you are now and where you want to go is me. And if you keep following me and you keep working with me, you're going to get you're going to fill that gap.
0: I want to get a little technical here. So people follow you, they're engaging with your stuff. What's the process to go from and we can re, let's reveal everything except for the tweets and client scripts. But what's the process to go from follower to paying the invoice?
1: Yeah, so when someone follows me, I usually reach out and ask. I'm like, "Hey, like, or like, if let's say like I know they're a runner. They have a picture of their runner. Like, hey, like, thanks for the follow. Uh, like, how's your running been lately?" And they'll tell me a little story, and then I'll ask, like, "Are you having any troubles with knee pain?" And it's usually a yes. I'm like, okay, like, let's talk about that. So they tell me like what they've been through. They usually tried a few things, it doesn't really work, and I'm like, okay, like, what are you like, what are you missing out in life? Like, what's the gap? That you have right now and how does that make you feel and when you're working in like the health and fitness space a lot of it is emotional like what are you missing out on what are you how do you feel about your knee how do you feel about your weight loss how do you feel about going to the gym or not going a lot of it is emotions and feelings and that's when the people they open up they talk about things that's been bothering for months or even years And in that emotion, they realize they need to make change. And they need to be pushed that 10% to like, hey, I think I can help you, let's jump on a call. And when they jump on the call, then we can really talk about like, what's going on? Why aren't you taking action? What's preventing you from hitting your goals? What things have you tried? And so many people, and this is frustrating for me, so many people with rehab have had bad experiences because their therapist didn't listen to them. Uh, you and I talked about this. Like therapists didn't take it super serious. They didn't give them the right stuff. They're outdated. Uh, they didn't have access to them. So we talk about all of that. And in that conversation, they usually realize like Tom's right fit for me. I want to work with Tom. This is easy to start. There's going to be a couple challenging things, but it's all very doable. And, I, and usually like the conversation sells itself. And they kind of know like yes or no. So then when I ask for the sale, it's usually yes. We get started the next day and then we take off and running from there. So that's usually what the typical like, and that can take, it's really awesome when like, uh, well I'll take you for example. You, mess, you sign up for a call like on a Friday, we had a call on Monday and we got started Monday. So the process is so quick and in the current healthcare system, nothing is quick. And people just really appreciate when you get get back to them right away, you get started right away, you give them a plan. And I think that's just like a huge separator right now for what I do.
0: One of the things I like the most about how you ran that sales call were how you made the pain larger and how you handled my objection. So there was one point specifically, so I did try PT in the past and I said, I didn't take it seriously. And then I kept talking, but you stopped me. And you said, "So why is now different?" Remember? And I'm like stumbled for like a bit. I'm like, oh. "Actually, yeah. Why is now different?" Like, good point, right? So I had to explain to right. you why now. So I really like that. And um, I let you cover the second one, which was, "Do you remember my objection and why you ha- why you handled it the way you handled it?"
1: I forget exactly what you said.
0: So the the objection was. Okay. So you haven't seen that an MRI from me. How can you be so sure that you can help? Yeah. So
1: this is a common issue for a lot of people. And I kind of related back to you, like you haven't seen the inside of my business. How do you know you can help me? And when you create a system that works for so many people and you have the ability to intervene when need be, to motivate when need be, to make changes, to work with them one-on-one you have the system in place you have this long, like we both have this now this long history of clients who have had success like you know it's going to work you just got to figure out how it's going to work for that person so for most people to go back to specifically knee pain like yeah like you might have something in your knee that's not 100 percent. but guess what most people do and most people who don't have knee pain have something wrong with their knee they just don't know about So there's not a direct correlation between what your MRI shows and what your symptoms are be just like for you. There's not always a direct correlation to how many followers you have and how much money your business is making. And I loved when I made that connection because people get so tied up into, uh, like when I have like a tweet that gets like some decent likes people, Oh, like you're doing awesome. Yeah. But it didn't give me any clients. So who really wins there? Right. Um, and the same thing with MRI. It's like, oh, I have, you know, I have a little bit of arthritis in the outside of my knee. And I was like, yeah, you're not like you, but you're 65. You're going to have some arthritis. That doesn't mean you just shut down life and have a surgery. Like, there are things we can do to make your knee better without having surgery or ejections or giving up volleyball in your case.
0: You also said something that I really like, which was if you look at an MRI from me, I'm fucked, but I don't have knee pain. So. I guess that's not the answer, is it? And I'm like, oh exactly. yeah, you know what? Yeah, that makes sense, right? Like, it's like both of those occasions you made right. me realize it through my for myself. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, what? yeah, that makes
1: sense. And I'm sure you're the same when you get a client who has like a de- like for me, like I had four thousand some followers when I joined. Not a red flag to you, like you know I have good stuff. You know I'm willing to work. You know I'm willing to listen, and I, you know you can give me results, like you're you're just judging the wrong metric like the mri it's a piece sometimes it's a big piece you tear your acl and you need surgery yeah that's a big piece you have this like small little uh swelling on the outside of your knee come on that's like me on a good day man you're gonna be fine
0: <laughs> i like that is um i wanted to talk about about whale hunting on yesterday's yeah. call something popped up that i really liked with you too. You and you and John, actually. So it was cool to see John too. He mentioned so John is like this sleep expert, right? So he mentioned that a lot of his 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 clients, they wake up between one and three AM. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a recurring thing. I don't know why. So he said he tweeted about it and then this is when he proceeded to, like, flex on all of us on the call. And you remember that? He did. Oh, my gosh. I was like, yeah. We're like, holy shit. So he's, like, he tweeted about it. And then yeah. below he said, if you're struggling with sleep, send me a DM. Yeah. He's like, guys, I have too many leads. I don't know what to do to follow up with them. I have no time. Help. And everybody on the call is just, like, dude, shut up. Like, I come know. on. But you can't
1: relate. Really. <laughs> And that's why I was asking him questions. I'm like, wow, he seems like a busy guy. I'm going to throw in a couple of questions here because I want to talk to him. Yeah. But he does, it, he does it in a great way. He's figured it out. Like most people when they talk about sleep, they're like sleep eight hours, like no phones in the bedroom. They just regurgitate the same thing over and over and over. And it's like, okay, like we get that. That's not helpful. Like telling people to sleep eight hours doesn't help because they already know that. It's not different. It's not new. It's not actionable. But he talks about, like, here are some things you can do that are a little bit different that you might not have heard before, and here's the why. And then he just, like, his threads are amazing because he just, like, and I I follow his email list, too. And you do a good uh, job of this as well. His emails make it seem like he's talking to you. Like, I know your problem because I've worked with people like you before. And here are some little nuggets that's going to be, oh, this was a good idea. I'm going to try it. It worked. Here's a client, like here's a testimonial. Oh, that guy looks like me. He's got four thousand followers. Like and then it just it just rolls from there.
0: You so. you did that a few times on on this podcast, actually. You you did that thing about like specificity, letting people know that you're talking to them. You didn't say knee pain, you said it's really annoying when you go down these stairs. Like exactly. that's right. specific, right? And I'm like Oh my god yeah today i went down the stairs and it was fucking ugly right yep. and then you said another one which was uh, you've worked with a physical therapist but neither of you really took it seriously mm-hmm. and then you said a third one which was i th- the hospital system takes way too long like everything is slow like me as somebody who was knee pain i felt those three hard right and it's like i've heard other people talk about pt but not a—it's it, the depth of the yeah. understanding that gets people to be like, "Tom's my guy."
1: And you know how, as like the person running the show, how you figure out those problems, it goes back to niching down into one problem, because you talk to hundred people of knee pain, and you keep hearing the same problems over and over. I can't go downstairs. I can't get into my therapist. Uh, you know, uh, like my MRI shows this. Over, you just keep hearing it, and it's like, okay. That's how you figure out what the problems are, and then you talk to the problems. You don't talk to the solution, because guess what? There's gonna be days where you wake up and you're not gonna care about your knee pain. It's like, oh, it's fine, I'll live with it. Oh, I'll just avoid. But you talk about the things that they, the emotional part, like, I wanna go play volleyball again. I wanna go around a marathon. I wanna run downstairs without I'll think about me. You talk about those issues, and it strikes. Like, for you, it's like, hey, like, I'm gonna talk about your business not making money. And that hurt. It's like wow, like that's what I need right now. Yeah, like, like for me, it's like this guy
0: has less followers than you. He's making more money than you. How do you feel? It's like it sucks.
1: <laughs> because every day I'm gonna want to make money, but there's not gonna be every day where I'm gonna want more followers. So if I if I hired you to uh, or another coach to make me more followers, there's days where I don't really care. All right, five grand, great, enough followers. But when I it's like when you talk about money, when you talk about business, when you talk about improving the client experience. I'm gonna want those every day because those are more emotional. Because I'm tying my my career, my well-being, and I can do fun things when I make more money.
0: For the people listening, maybe they're in a the, in a similar like they're like in a health offer, right? So, like, yeah. how do you split your content? And if you could give like you know, ballpark numbers, as in what percentage is like pain related, what percentage is like value, what percentage is testimonials. If you could speak to that, I think that'd be cool.
1: Yeah. So one of the best things that you've talked about lately is like show versus tell, right? And if you, so like, and like, if you did this in elementary school, like you have show and tell, people can bring something in and show you like their pet or a drawing they did. Or they can like tell you a story and unfortunately most people aren't great storytellers so the story is like not as good but if you bring in like a pet dog or if you bring in like a really cool drawing like everyone's gonna be attracted to that so when you show people what you do it it resonates way better because they see oh Sarah got out of knee pain Sarah has a mom she has two kids she likes to run uh, I identify as Sarah versus Tom just saying like, if you have knee pain, do these three things. It's like, you don't identify as well with that. Um, so I've, I've done a lot more, kind of testimonial or hearing my client experiences, and I've really honed in on that. Another so that's like most of what I tweet about now. Another part is um, just talking about things that people might not have heard before in rehab. So I'll talk about like. Your MRI doesn't define you, or you don't need to rest and ice to heal an injury, or here are three exercises you might never have tried about. You still need to put those nuggets out there because it makes you, oh, that's interesting. I haven't heard that. Let me check out his profile. Oh, here's the 30 clients he's had success with. Here's a thread he wrote on all of them. Oh, like here's the other people that he interacts with, and they buy into your system. And then... I think, like, I'm still human. I still find tweets from the past that did really well, and I'll retweet those, and I'll get a lot of likes, and it'll make me feel good. So I don't think there's anything wrong with a little bit of that engagement part, where it's like, hey, I know this is going to do well, or here's, like, something funny. that is. There's always, like, a little part. So it's not like you're just a robot again. But when you focus on what you've done, who you've helped, and how are you different and not necessarily better than other people in your space, that's what really changed for me in the last six weeks. And I found to be much better uh, for my business, which is the whole goal. Let's,
0: let's get let's get deep into that. You mentioned something I liked, yeah. really like. He said, people resonate with content when you've already done the things way more. And why do you think that is? I have my own theories, but why do you think that is like specifically?
1: Like when you've had like client successes before. Like you, you mentioned showing
0: instead of telling, like what do you yeah. think it resonates way more?
1: Um, so I think when, well, take, uh, when I started working with you, you had all these like YouTube videos and you were just showing like, here's what David did. Here's what Sean did. Here's what Joanna did. And you just showed it over and over and over again. And you showed where they were and then you showed what they become. And when you show when they, where they were, like, it's easy for me to identify that. I can't identify with a, someone, uh, making $10 million a year cause I'm not there yet. can't i identify someone who has four thousand followers so when you see yourself in that person it's way easier to go oh here i started where they are i can do that same transformation and i can get to so i think it's the identification piece that emotional piece you can connect with another human who is in the same spot you were i think we're just a lot better about that is that what you think when you post that stuff
0: a little bit i think it's like People have this weird perception of what value is. Value can be many things, right? So there's yeah. like info value and then there's belief value. So for example, the college, great at info value, right? They gave you all the statistics. They gave you all the theorems and stuff, yeah. right? So they give you a lot of information. A lot of pe- people on Twitter give you a lot of information. But I feel like the guys that are making the most on Twitter, they shift to not info value, but belief value they make you believe that there is something else than what you're currently experiencing, right? So you could give a lot of info value, do X, Y, Z exercises. And you know, like the exercises you gave me are not exactly different from the ones you post. Like I've seen you post similar exercises, right? I'm like, oh, Spanish squats, I see it, right? But like the value for me, the biggest one was making me believe I could get back on the court. I'm like, oh my God, that, that, that did so much for me. Right. Instead of giving people info value, belief value, uh, I haven't thought about this concept too much, but I just feel like you're really good at that and making people believe like, maybe I don't have to experience this forever.
1: So this ties really well into the rehab world because there's some therapists who are super smart. They know everything about the human body. They know every research study. But they don't get people to believe because they're just so structured and robotic and then you have these other therapists who are um you could objectively be like they're not great therapists like they don't know what they're doing they don't get the best exercises but they get people to believe in the process and they just crush it out there and the robots like the sciency nerdy like can't relate to others they get really frustrated it's like how's this guy um like the knees over toes guy uh, he does super well. Some people really get upset with it uh, but then the day's like he gets people to believe in his philosophies and what he does and that's awesome for him and I'm trying to do the same thing.
0: I think you can do it, man. I think it's yeah. because like the specificity of your profile <laughs> like you know for, there's 5,000 people following you there's that's also 10,000 fucked up knees you can fix you know it's like very simple because you're not going to follow a knee rehab guy if you don't want that so i feel a lot of people talk about follower attraction but i'm uh, also a big believer in and follower repelling you don't want uh, people who are not like qualified that this reminds you of marco's story um so there's this there's this app right and I'm the only one who can say that I'm not the only one who can say this but I am qualified to say this because I am from a third-world country right so there you go in that so I am from a third-world country and there's an app that it's called geotargetly.com it allows you to like repel other third-world country people from any country you want right so you can you can choose that and only target like the countries that make the most money and um, I was talking to to Marcos uh, you know uh, the coach clients, one of the coaches, and I asked him, "Do you do you use GeoTargetly He's like, "I used to, but I don't. I don't do it anymore." I'm like, "Why? Right? Like they can't yeah. buy," and he's like, "Because somebody who is from a third world country would never relate to my content." That's what he said. I'm like, "I like that because his content is so high level. It's so whale bait, right? right? Yeah. And for you, it's like your whale is somebody who with fucked up knees. Yeah. It's like if I have a bad wrist." I don't care about your content. Like, you don't, you don't need to repel right. me. Right? So I just, I just really like that section.
1: You know when you go on an airplane and they have, like, the speech at the beginning of it and they talk about the oxygen mask and it's like, when they come down, you have to put yours on first before you help other people? Yeah. So with your business, if you can't help yourself, you can't help other people. So if you're not making money, you're not growing, you're not taking care of yourself, You can't help all these other people that you want to help. So you really have to focus on those whales to start because you don't have any whales. You don't have business. You don't have business. You can't help anybody, including yourself. So that really changed too, where it's like, I'm trying to help everybody that has knee pain. It's like, no, I'm going to help the very specific people first. So when I can, then I can branch out more. Again, you have to go narrow to go
0: wide. Do you plan to branch out in the future?
1: Yeah. So there's things like, like, uh, like podcasts, eBooks, uh, different social medias. I can do more of that, but if that's all I do right now, like I'm helping a lot of people, I'm not helping myself. I did over 150 podcast episodes and those probably helped me now a little bit. People listen to old ones, things like that, but I wasn't making money from them. And that's when I shifted, when I started doing more YouTube videos, more tweets, uh, just getting more clients. I can go back to the podcasting, but until i'm putting my oxygen mask on first like i can't help other people and some people like they, they see that selfish like oh you're only focusing on like getting new clients and growing your business like, yeah like the plane's crashing and i need my oxygen mask yeah
0: that's like, the goal
1: it's it's until you're that's your goal like you're not going to realize like this is what i have to do first to over to branch out and help others
0: is there a number that you're like at this level i'm going to branch out curious
1: um no because it's more of like a time thing. it's like more of a do i have more time to do this stuff i like, see my my am, am, am i using my time the way i want to because some of on stuff i do like i love doing podcasts with people like you get to talk to them you get a free hour with them you get to pick their brain um so i don't know if it's even like a it's more of like a time freedom thing than a like a money thing
0: i see you know what I'm excited about? People are going to listen to this podcast. I'm like, I'm going to be the lower back guy. I'm going to be the yeah. shoulder guy. Yeah. Why then, not? Right. We
1: need those. We need, there's so many opportunities you have. Like five years ago, I wasn't on Twitter and, uh, you focus on not only not, not growing your Twitter, but making money on Twitter. It's such a specific thing. And five years ago, like I wouldn't care about you at all. Cause guess what? I didn't have Twitter now I do. Now I care about everything you say because you're talking to me. And people, like, you win in those specific, like, you be specific, that's how you win. And it's, re- you have to be disciplined to be specific. Because guess what? Like, today I rolled my ankle playing basketball. Do you know how bad I want to tweet about rolled ankles and not using ice and things like that on my Twitter? Like, I just want to go on that all day and say, like, oh, here's what I did. Here's how I helped myself. Here's why these other things are bad. But I'm not adding fuel to the right fire and you need to get that big fire first you need to get the option mask on first and i'm sure you went through that same process at some point you Do it a thousand
0: percent like it'll yeah. be so easy for me to launch a a growth offer because yeah. i have 200k right like right. it'll be so easy like yeah. non so easy but to me it's like i don't want that because i want to be i could feel shoulders but a knee guy doesn't fix shoulders a knee guy fixes right. knees and like Long term, that will make me more money, and it's the discipline of yeah. staying like consistent. I always bring up this example: SEO Kevl, uh, kevel Shah. He does SEO, right? And like, I don't know, man. I don't know how you manage to talk about SEO for three years straight every day. Like, it's so boring to right. me. But the guy crushes it. He's making like 200k from Twitter with like 40k followers. He just crushes it, right? Yeah, uh, 200k a month, by the way, not not yearly, but like monthly, and it's it's amazing and like he's con- like he's limiting himself he could do more He's like no nah, i'm pretty good with the clients i have that crushes it but it's like it's not that people have I-, I told this on the call you don't really have a content problem you have a content discipline problem you can't stay on the blue arrow you can't do one right. thing and i would love to talk about growth bro you yeah, like the the amount i i delete more tweets than i send Right. because i want to talk about like all these like weird shit that happens during my day because i just find it so interesting but i'm like it doesn't make money so we do not to post it
1: you had two tweets lately i thought you were getting off course because you're talking about mother's day and then you're talking about uh uh like the customs going, officer the custom, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm like am <laughs> i like, oh, here's a personal tweet like Jay. and then you just loop it into likes and cash I'm yeah like, oh he got me in that one it's great that's all he thinks about even on mother's day he's thinking about how do i make a likes and cash tweet
0: yeah the the for people yeah. listening it's like it was mother's day and i wanted to buy flowers for my mom so i didn't know it was be that expensive so i took 20 bucks to the store and they're like hey sir it's gonna be 25 bucks i'm like i don't have 25 bucks but i had a tweet that went viral once it's like sir likes in cash Right, so that that was kind of the joke. You you loop it in. You know, you know what's also interesting about podcasts? is I I also got this from my first million. It's like sometimes the the goal is not to be well known, but known well. So I had I did two podcasts recently, one with Danny Miranda and the other one with Andre Heikal on floor and in Stick Talk podcast, and we we didn't talk much Twitter. We just went like really personal and. I feel like people gave a shit because they knew I've already done other things. So they wanted to see the personal side, which ties back to what you said. People want to know that you're good at one thing in order for them to give a shit about the other things you do. So it's like you prove competence first and you show vulnerability second. Oh, I'm tweeting that, you know,
1: yeah, use that. It's the you talk about this all the time. It's the messenger, not the message. And you see this on Twitter because. I don't know. We'll take like, like Elon, he'll say today's a great day. And it's 10,000 likes. It's like, what? Like if I post that, it gets zero likes. Like, but it's Elon, not me. And you don't have to be like Elon. You don't have to be Jeff Bezos. You don't have to be Serena Williams. You don't have to be, but you have to be what you do. You have to be awesome at it. And if you're awesome at it, you can start doing all that other stuff. Like you're trying to, I got to think of a really good. I like analogies a lot. Like you're trying to I have one for this one. I have I have one for yeah. this one.
0: Yeah, I feel like you became they became the best in the world by addition, as in like yeah. they got more stuff in. You became the best in the world by subtraction. By you're still yes. a king of a hundred percent of a niche, but it's a, albeit smaller niche. But it's like you're not in the how big of a niche game. You're in the how much of a percentage of a niche can you capture game. Mm-hmm. So you became the best in the world by subtraction, and that still makes you the best in the world. But sometimes people's egos can't take that
1: i have another good story here so the the like the fuel of my fire was uh there's this guy he's he's more on instagram but he's also on twitter his name's jake tura and all he talks about is jumper's knee which is pain in your patellar tendon when you do a lot of jumping so basketball players and volleyball players get a lot of it and he's a strength and conditioning coach uh he's made a few like ebooks like he He posts a lot of videos, things like that. Um, But his eBooks are awesome. Like he cites a lot of research. He has like super good exercises. And when you look at it, it's like, you must be like the best rehab therapist in the world. And he's similar, he's a strength and conditioning coach, but he's not a physical therapist. And I'm like, if this guy is crushing it and he's a strength and conditioning coach, like shame on me for not putting myself out there more, niching down more. like it's like sharing everything that i've learned to know like he's like he just like sped by me on a like on a, like a different like he's on a bike and i'm on a motorcycle and he's just working harder because he niched down and he just shares everything that he's learned to know so that really put fuel in my fire and i think he has like the greatest stuff i love his stuff i comment on it all the time Um uh, so when you see other people doing more with with uh different opportunities it really like fuels you like hey like I can do like more of this. Like I should be like, I, like I, I went to college for seven years. Like I have all this knowledge, all this education, all these experiences. Why am I not sharing with it? So if you're, if you don't know what to niche down on, or if you don't know like what to talk about, like figure out what you do, what are you good at? What have you done the last 10 years and start sharing that stuff.
0: Banger. I want to end this episode really quick with Tom. What are some like quick little tips? That people can implement for knees. I'm me being really like selfish here, but like, how can somebody fix up their fucked up knees? Because they're, I'm surprised at how many people have knee problems.
1: Yeah. So there's, um, there's like, there's this concept in, in rehab and training. It's called FID, it's frequency, intensity, duration. You can talk about it with running, talk about exercise, and talk about it with strength training. So most people screw up these three variables and it screws up their whole rehab. So first of all, frequency. Most people don't do it often enough. You know they're like once a week and then they're seven times a week and then they three times a week. Be consistent with your frequency. It doesn't matter if it's two, three, or seven days a week. you just need to be consistent. Second one is intensity. Most people go to exercise, they do a couple of easy exercises and they wonder why their knee never gets better. You don't have to squat like 800 pounds or do like these crazy lifts. But the ones you are doing, like, are you focused? Are you intent? Are you doing the best uh, possible with it? And then the third one's duration. People try it for a week or two and oh, I didn't get better. I'm gonna skip, move on. Like change takes time. Like it takes nine months to make a baby. You can't make a baby in four and a half months. Like it's not possible. If you try harder or do it every, like taking, making a baby makes time. Like rehab takes a little bit of time. So that's why if you get the frequency right, you get the intensity right, you find a few exercises squats lunges deadlifts that aren't painful to your knees and that comes with trial and error or working with a knee rehab specialist like myself it makes that like it makes it way easier to do that so frequency intensity duration you get those three variables right most people do and the the hard part is people can't get them right on their own they need someone to hold them accountable and i know that sounds like i'm selling myself but you see it time and time again you can go on there you go on there now and find all the exercises in the world But if you're not doing the right frequency, intensity, duration, because you don't know what that looks like, you're going to end up getting lost again and again and again. You're going to be tweeting for engagement and not for cash.
0: That's my guy. Hopefully you enjoyed that Likes and Cash podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want to grow your audience, I'm not your guy. But if you want to monetize your audience, welcome.